Okay, it's the Muggy Show. Sometimes we have difficulties with things. Sorry about that. Have audio issues recently, so we're just gonna go old school for the time being. As you can see behind me, we have a sponsor. I'm very proud um, to, to tell you all about our relationship with um, with Bank South, something that um, has been in the works for some time. And um, one of the reasons why we're able to travel really when it comes down to it and see all the recruits that we do see is because uh, bank south has been able to support us in that and i would ask you all to support them if you've got some stuff coming up with mortgages with you know think about cds stuff like that business loans not not small ones necessarily not big ones necessarily all of them go check out bank south banksouth.com right now and uh, you can also google bank south mortgage and um, see what they have to say about the issues that you may or may not have. Uh, Georgia, with a strong start to the 2018 season, it's a little bit more than I can say that for the disaster I'm watching right now with Miami and LSU. I just I do find it hard to believe that Miami is, or that, excuse me, that LSU is this quote unquote good. Um, you know, part of the first. Um, part of the first quarter, I was sitting there watching, <clears throat> sitting there watching, and saying, you know, Ed Ordron spent three timeouts. You know, we're already almost a halfway through the first quarter, and um, you know, this is looking bad for LSU. And I don't think it looks a lot better for LSU necessarily. Um, I think that when you win and you have, you know, these giant um, beatdowns like you're looking at right here. Sometimes it can say more about the team that you're watching, uh, the team that's losing necessarily than the team that's winning. Uh, Miami should not be getting beat by 24 points, probably by anybody, let alone LSU, which is its own version of a dumpster fire from point A to point B. Uh, are we really supposed to believe that, uh, that LSU has figured everything out? I find it hard to believe. Whatever. Unprepared, I think, is a very good statement. Uh, it would be a stunning collapse for LSU to lose this game. And um, that's LSU's deal not and Miami's Miami's problem, so to speak. Uh, if anybody thinks that Ed Orgeron has suddenly figured it out, I don't know. It's, it's something Mark has just consistently had issues with. I mean, consistently has had issues with um, in his time in coaching is just having teams get absolutely smoked uh, in games. And it just sh shouldn't be happening. It should not be happening. Uh, but it happens too much with Mark, who uh, who I think is a very, very good coach and uh, has shown over time that he is a very, very good coach. But this happens at least once a year uh, to, my, to Mark's teams, and it just can't happen. So nonetheless, uh, we're at where we're at. And Georgia's number three team in the country. So let me talk about some of the talk, stuff I was talking about before. My audio did not work. Um, and in the near future, you will see some changes uh, in this broadcast. You've already seen a change in the background. Very happy with Bank South coming on board. That's awesome. Uh, they really, you know, again, if you have any banking issues, please check them out. We're going to have a Bank South player of the game coming up a little bit later that we're going to talk about. But, um, you know, I thought Georgia was extremely solid yesterday. I've uh, rewatched a lot of the game, not every second of it not every single snap but uh, I thought they were very solid yesterday I did not see a lot in the way of flaws I mean it, it, when you are 
sitting there watching college football, you know, during the weekend, Thursday, I did not get a chance to watch it on Friday because I was at a, um, I was in uh, New Orleans watching John Emery play. But um, Saturday, you watch the games. I mean, I like I watch a lot of West Coast football because I stay up way too late. But um, I thought Georgia was one of the best looking teams on Saturday of the games I had the ability to see. So Ohio State, I could not see Clemson because of John McCain's funeral uh, was. Um, I, well, I couldn't get it, so I would have had a stream in. It was this whole thing, so I didn't get a chance to see Clemson play. Um, but I thought that Ohio State looked good. Alabama looks like they're the best team in the country. They look like, to me, they're the only team that's better than Georgia for sure. Everybody else is around, you know, is, is Georgia or, you know, not quite as good. I mean, we're, we're seeing right now that, that Miami is clearly not a top 10 team that you can depend on to play like a top 10 team. Uh, Penn State looked bad, straight up. But I don't know what James Franklin is talking about half the time when, um, you know, so I don't know. But, you know, the, the traditional powers, some of them really did look good. Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, they all looked good. You know, this has not been a good weekend for the ACC. This has not been a good weekend for the Pac-12. Um, and when you look globe, and why does that matter? It doesn't really matter if Clemson does what they're supposed to do. I completely expect for Clemson to do what they're supposed to do, but let's just see. I mean, they can, they can always stub their toe. That line started at 13 and it, uh, excuse me, started at 14 and sort of dropped down to 11. Georgia is listed as a 10 point favorite. If you're not on dog post, checking out some of the articles that we write, there's one tonight that's a free article about Isaiah Wilson. It's a great story about Isaiah's journey from Brooklyn um, and uh, coming down to Athens and redshirting. We've also got, you know, my thoughts on George game with Carolina coming up. We've also got uh, the, you know, statistical stuff, the betting analysis, if you're into that. We have three articles that are brand new that you will not find anywhere else that are on dog post today since noon. So go check it out. Uh, and this, you know, this is in podcast form. Form I understand that, but you should go check out dogpost.com, d-a-w-g-p-o-s-t.com, in order to, um, in order to, you know, get all these things. You know, but a lot of the traditional powers looked really bad this week. Now I'm not putting Michigan in there. They played a legitimate foe on the road. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to put USC in there, Tennessee, Texas, Penn State, Michigan State. I mean. They did not look good, period. Was, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that about UW. You know, UW lost to an Auburn team playing host, close to home. You know, you can't really say that. But globally, nationally, you know, and uh, I, I, I read what uh, David Hill writes now. I think he's becoming a lead person for ESPN, which is good because he's got some sense. But, um, and, and the reason why you have to read what national people on ESPN particularly are saying is because they do shape the national narrative. Georgia, this was not a week that Georgia mattered. To a lot of ways, this week, Alabama didn't really matter either. They were going to beat um, Louisiana. They were going to beat Louisville really bad. They did beat Louisville really bad. So, you know, Georgia wasn't a team that anybody was thinking about. South Carolina, Florida. I mean, these are not teams that people really, you know, know much about or think about. But Pac-12 football is in real dire straits right now. You've got USC playing Stanford next week. The winner of that game is going to probably need to win the conference. If they don't, 
if Notre Dame wins or something, the Pac-12 is in real trouble. So why does all this matter? It all gets back to Georgia, trust me. The ACC, I mean, Miami is the second best team in the ACC. And they're getting trucked by the fifth best team in the SEC. Or at best, the fourth best team in the SEC. So all of these things matter. Like Clemson, Clemson can still lose. Well, and UCLA lost, as someone here is pointing out. So, and, and lost to Cincinnati, I think it was. You, you just can't have some of these losses. The Tom Herman loss at Texas, that's really bad. That's the second year, okay? It's not the first year where you can just sort of lose these games. You know, Jeremy Pruitt, they were going to get beat. I thought they were going to get blown out. They got blown out, okay? But Jeremy Pruitt, that's his first game. Tom Herman is in his second season at Texas. This sort of stuff where you're not playing well, that is not going to work. And not only that, by the way, too, the way you play, whoever you play, totally matters. It matters in basketball. We used to, you know, that was a big thing for, for me while I was in college playing basketball. How are you playing? Okay. How are you playing? Whether you win or lose matters more. It does. But how are you playing when you play Austin P, Coastal Carolina, Western Kentucky, whoever? How you play matters a great deal. Are you sloppy? Georgia was not sloppy in any way, I didn't think. Uh, are you having penalties, turnovers? Are there any dumb plays? The answer to that was basically no yesterday. I was not on the field with the James Cook thing. I was told that was really bad. I did not see it. I have not seen the replay yet. So that was bad. There was one throw from Jake Fromm where I was like, what are you doing? He's a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, these things happen. You're going to have mistakes from a person who has the ball in their hand the entire time. You know, I thought Georgia played about as well as anyone I saw yesterday except Alabama. Now we're going to transition into going into next week, all right? So when you when you look at the situation going to Columbia, um, I understand the trepidation and the sort of slow walk into this game from Georgia fans. I've been to this game every year since 1993, with the exception of the 94 game, which was a Georgia sort of routining of South Carolina and Columbia. And I was, I was a senior in high school, I guess. So I just couldn't go. But um, this game, there's a lot of concern about this game because Georgia never plays well in Columbia. I think maybe the lone exception, considering the circumstances, was 2006 when Matthew had to come into the game. They still turned it over four times and all this stuff. I get it. I mean, I went to college in South Carolina. I have a lot of friends who are Carolina people, a lot of people that I love in my family who are South Carolina people. This is not the same thing as it was. Now, um, you know, people can come. If Georgia loses or they stub their toe and really play bad, people can come and point at me and laugh and all this stuff. Because it's, it's sports. Things can happen. It's just hard for me to get there and say, having watched South Carolina, it's hard for me to get there and say, yes, they can beat a team that looks like it's probably the second best team in the country. Um but you never know. I mean, like, Georgia gave away the game in 2014. They should have never lost that game in Columbia. That just should have never happened. The 2012 team in South Carolina, that was a magical night for South Carolina. And that was a very good South Carolina team. That was probably their 
best or second best team in school history. And they caught magic in a bottle that night and, and blew Georgia out. So it happens. But everybody's got this like sensitivity about South Carolina going over there. It's, there's way too much Larry Munson involved. Georgia's beaten Carolina by double digits the last three times they played. Does anybody pick up on that? Georgia's run for 240 yards the last three times they played South Carolina. If Carolina doesn't stop the run, it is over. They are going to have a very difficult time beating Georgia without stopping the run. I am very skeptical, even without Nick and Sony, and this is a different Georgia offense, okay? There's no doubt about that. It is a different Georgia offense. I am extremely skeptical that Carolina has the defensive guys they need, and I'm not just talking about four people. You need probably, you're going to really need 12 guys to play really well on the front seven for Carolina to stop this Georgia offense that is apparently a Swiss Army knife now. They could run when they wanted to. They were short past dumping the ball. They didn't bother to throw it deep that I can remember, really. They just, they're, and I know they're playing Austin P. Everybody says that all the time. Well, Penn State was playing App State and almost lost, probably should have lost. Georgia dismissed App State last year out of hand, basically. That game was not even competitive. Um, so I, I think with Carolina, people are so, um, they remember the worst things. And really, the only two times, this is, this. there's been three upsets that Carolina has had over Georgia since this, in this century, okay? 2014, that was, they gave the game away. And you're missing a kick like that for Marshall Morgan. That was just bad. Hudson Mason with really one of the worst decisions there with that that so that just all happened bad in 2000 um see now and i'm talking about in columbia specifically 2012 carolina was favored 2010 carolina was favored georgia survives in 2008 they win 18 to nothing in 2006 2004 they have to go save themselves but they win 2002 they go and save themselves but they win and then 2000 was an upset 1996 was an upset so in a 22-year span, Georgia has been upset three times in Columbia, and, and yet you would imagine from the sensitivity of the Georgia faithful that this is like going to Jacksonville or something like that. They have dominated South Carolina through the years. Uh, not the Spurrier years, but Steve Spurrier's not the head coach at Georgia anymore, at, at Florida, Carolina, wherever anymore. So... I understand it. I think I understand it more acutely than anyone on earth, actually, given my history. And, you know, a lot of a lot of my life was uh, in South Carolina, going to college there, etc. But I think people are being far too sensitive. What I saw on Saturday from Georgia was a very polished, impressive, thorough, clinical win over a team that was not nearly in their ballpark. You didn't see that a lot on Saturday from everybody else across the country. You saw that with Alabama. I thought they were impressive. Their defense was scary. I'll, I can talk about Alabama in a minute too. But for Georgia specifically, and I thought Auburn, you've got to give Auburn credit. I, I don't I don't think they're anywhere closer to winning the conference than they were on Friday. But, but I think, I mean, Auburn or LSU is the third or fourth best team in the league. 
You know, we're going to see if Carolina is the third or fourth. You know, I, so these road games are challenging. You know, you go to you go to LSU. You're going to go to Columbia. It looks like LSU is better than than South Carolina, but the schedule is challenging. I'm just what I'm trying to articulate here is I don't know that I, I think people need to drop the Munsonization of the South Carolina game. I mean, again, having gone there a bunch, they win in ninety, they win in ninety two, they win in ninety four, they get upset in ninety six with a bad Georgia team, five and six. They routine them in ninety eight. They get stunned in 2000 by a pretty good South Carolina team and a very, you know, kind of mediocre Georgia team. 02, they win. 04, they win. 06, they win. 08, they win. They lose in 10, a team with a losing record to a team that won the division. In 12, they get blown out. 14, they lose. Now, 14 might have been the worst loss, really, if you're really thinking about it. In the entire history pantheon, 14 and 7, those were the worst losses in South Carolina. There was no excuse for losing that 14 game. There's just, there's just That should not have happened. Uh, and then, uh, and then 16, of course, they, they beat them by uh, double digits. So, so 15, 16, 17, they have won the game by 14, I think it's 14 points or more. So, you know, I'll be on the field. You know, I know a lot of South Carolina people, obviously know plenty of Georgia people, but they should not lose this game and they're not going to go into it unprepared. They will not be unprepared. They will be completely ready to go. Now, look, Carolina hates Georgia. I get it. I mean, but, like, so what? I mean, like, what's the big deal? I mean, everybody has teams they don't like and that they get up for. Well, you know, if you're the better team and you go out and execute and you do the stuff that you're supposed to do, you're going to win. They're a 10-point favorite. If you were going on dog post right now, you'd be able to read the percentage by which Georgia should, you know, that Georgia should straight up win this game. It's something like 78%. Uh, just due to, this is some made-up ESPN FPI thing. This is a legitimate statistical analysis of college football teams over time. You know, if you're, if you're a 10-point favorite, and that's on the road, by the way, they, that means that you are, you know, you have a something like 78% chance to win a game. Um, I believe in math, and math rules the day. So if you're going into this being nervous, that's fine. Um, I don't know why you're nervous, but, um, but, you know, your fandom should not be that concerned for this game. It's going to be a competitive game. South Carolina, if they win this game, I would be pretty surprised. You'd have to give them credit. And you move on. Certainly doesn't mean it certainly doesn't mean that they're going to even win the East. You know, Carolina is going to lose games they shouldn't lose. They've done that for a long time. So, you know, I don't know. All right, belt uh, <laughs> on to the player of the game. So the the Bank South player of the game, as voted on by Dog Post members, okay, is DeAndre Swift. Now DeAndre had a heck of a game for the time at which he was in there. DeAndre only had the ball. Uh, eight times, 43 yards with a touchdown, a 15-yard touchdown. And our, our guys just felt like, you know, that was just rushing. And then he had the four receptions. So he had 12 touches for my math here is uh, 76 yards and two touchdowns. So that's um, that's a pretty good day. You know, Georgia, well, it, again, I thought it was extremely set, steady. It's sort of the way that you chop a tree down. You don't want it to be nuts. You want to know what you're doing. You don't want the tree to fall on top of you. 508 yards, 
Uh, I don't think a scholarship quarterback played in the fourth quarter. Uh, they only allow 152 yards on uh, defense. It, it was just, it was steady. I mean, I Jake, Jake Fromm looked, I mean, I know they were playing who they were playing, but I thought Jake Fromm looked about as good as he's looked ever at Georgia. I mean, he was crisp. He had one dumb throw, but so, I mean, so it was a, it was a steady, impressive performance by a Georgia team that totally looks like they're a number, probably number two, three, four, whatever team in the nation. This team, I don't, you can't know what the future holds. But if you, you know, if you want them to get into the playoff one way or the other, and by the way, the other would be not winning the league, I think yesterday was a good day. I mean, you look at the Big 12. Texas, that was a disaster. That just can't happen. So now you're only relying on Oklahoma and Texas Christian. Texas Christian's got to play Ohio State in, you know, two weeks. It's hard for me to say that Ohio State doesn't win that game. Big Ten looked bad. Wisconsin was, I guess, you know, I. it just wasn't a great weekend for the Big Ten. Michigan State really struggled. Penn State looked like a mess. The best team probably for what they are was Maryland. I mean, they went over Texas. But, but the, you know, Pac-12 is, is hurting its own chances. Now, obviously, Notre Dame did what it needed to do. Michigan lost, so that hurts the Big Ten a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, y'all, this is coming down to winning a game in December. And you're building towards that right now. So the Carolina game will get them, you know, closer to it, win or lose. Win or lose, it will get them closer, obviously, just because they're playing it. But it will tell you a lot about the team. This is a major test for sure. It's just a test I think that they're going to pass. Um, I, don't, I don't think that um, South Carolina can roll around with Georgia for four quarters. They might be able to do it for a quarter and a half or maybe almost three quarters. But I just look through my lens on the field and I see the guys on that offensive line. They are so massive that it's just hard for me to believe that a lot of defenses are going to be able to stick around with them um, the entire four quarters. Clemson, everybody talks about their front four. Awesome. Better have more than four, four guys if you're going to try to stop this Georgia offensive line. I mean, they are they are impressive. And they are big. And, um, and they, I, mean, I didn't even talk about the skilled guys at Georgia this week at all outside the quarterbacks. I mean, you had, you had a lot of production from the skill guys at, at Georgia. I mean, Demetrius with that 72-yard run. I mean, I guess he looked fast. He's running at me, so it's harder for me to tell. James Cook, solid until he had that bad play. Uh, Swift, obviously the bank South player of the game. If you are in the uh, market for a mortgage, you should go check out Bank South. I mean, what what's important about banking is they can help make things happen for you. They can make your dreams come true, for lack of a better term. You've got to have someone you can trust, and that's what you can trust in them. I would not have them behind me if I if I don't feel that way. And yeah, I think people know that. Justin Fields, I was talking about Justin Fields. Raleigh Ridley, Harrion, Hardeman, all with steady days. Um, Mecole had a 59-yard touchdown, so that was a longer ball. 
But uh, Crompton actually looked good. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If they had a major impact on the game. Then the Harrion returned to start the game. Jared Reed was the leading tackler with six, but they got the guys out of there. But three penalties. I mean, that's good. That's good football. That's good football. Four of nine on third down. I don't know when those were in the were in the uh, fourth quarter. I, I checked out in the fourth quarter. I had I had work to do. I wasn't gonna sit out there and just watch. You know. Um, guys that uh, probably will not have a major impact on this year. But I thought it was solid. I thought yesterday was a good day for Georgia, generally speaking. I thought the, you know, the linebackers in the front four were steady to solid. Um, secondary looked good for the most part. Uh, it's harder It's harder for me with where I sit to know exactly what the secondary is doing. But um, it, it was a little weird to see a guy – Fair catch it like at the ten or whatever it was, but that was that was good. But the speed on the outside with this Georgia team, they are really big and really fast. They're really big where you want to be big, and they are extremely fast on the outside. The running backs, I mean, I really would have loved to have seen Zamir because this offense seems like it's exactly catered to what he can do really well. But Swift looked good, man. I mean, he's a good player. And um, you know, and and you know, Holyfield looked good slash solid. It, it, it's a good team. I don't know if they're ready to beat Alabama like tomorrow. I'm not sure if I if I if I buy that. I think I think Alabama would definitely be. I think they would definitely be the favorite going into a Georgia Alabama game right now. But the, let's let the season mature and go from there. Everybody else in college football, I think Georgia's in good shape against. They maybe they would lose to Clemson or Ohio State, but I'm not sure they would for sure. I mean, Ohio State allowed 30 points. Clemson, uh, I think Clemson had maybe it wasn't a lot that they allowed, but they did allow a few points against Furman, against the Paladins. So, um, and then obviously Miami uh, looks. And it's not a great look for the ACC either, no doubt about it. Uh, we will do this again. <clears throat> excuse me, on Tuesday night. Now listen, everybody who's watching the streaming, I am going to eventually transfer to a new platform that you'll see on the screen will be a little bit more interactive. But in order to do that, I have to have the ability to make mistakes on live um, broadcasts. You'll know it at the beginning. So just stick with me. Now on iTunes, you'll never know it. But Everybody else will know it, but just stick with me and uh, we'll get you where you need to go. It will look better, uh, etc. So that will be in due time. Uh, I think that if you know, I would encourage you to go to a dog post if you are in, if you're checking out your situation, you're refinancing, if you're getting a car, CDs. You see, you see who's back there. Is go check out Big South, and um, that's that's. Really, please frequent them. They are making these broadcasts possible. It's very important. They're they are helping us get to. We, we last night or two, two nights ago, we were in Louisiana watching John Emery. When I say we, I mean I was there. Dylan Weber was in Rhode Island watching Trust, the offensive lineman. You know, we've got you covered. We've seen every, by by the time Georgia kicks off Carolina, we will have seen all but I think three committed players for the Dogs. So everybody. Uh, please support people who support us, all subscribers. I appreciate it and everything. But when the broadcast is a little jumpy at the beginning, I'm going to get it all figured out.
but um, that's what's going on is I'm trying to get the software that I've got to properly work, uh, <clears throat> work a little bit better than Miami is working right now. I think Georgia beats Carolina on Saturday. Tune in on Thursday. Dean Leggy will be here Thursday. Excuse me, I said Thursday. I'm sorry. We have a chat Thursday night for Dog Post subscribers. Uh, but on uh, Tuesday night, we'll be back in Stowe for the Dean Leggy show. So, everybody, help us out. We'll see y'all. What? How many days is that? Two days? We'll see y'all in two days. Thanks for joining me on the show.